morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it might be that you're joining me here. This is the Whole Child School Podcast with Job Isles. That is me, and each week I'll be giving you a quick practical guide to implementing practices from the Whole Child School Academy, or what we call the WCS Academy. It'll be short enough to listen to during your planning period or on your drive to school, or if you want, you can even have me join you for lunch once a week. We'll have a live episode later in the semester, so stay up to date with our website, wholechildschool.com, or follow us on Twitter, at WholeKidSchool. And of course, if you have any topics or problems for which you would like some strategies, just send me an email, jobiles at wholechildschool.com. That's spelled J-O-B-I-L-E-S at wholechildschool.com. Or of course, get in touch with me on Twitter at WholeKidSchool. Each week, I will ask you to take an honest look at your current practices. And as we talk, I do hope I can change the way you think about some things and maybe even change the way you do things in your school, classroom, or district. So welcome, and let's talk. How's your week been? I'm out here recording on my back deck. You can hear the cicadas. And you might be thinking, why on earth would he record with so much background noise. Well, you see, as I was out here, I thought to myself, you know, all this background noise is not what I had planned, which is very similar to the topic for this week, after the honeymoon. Because you see, we we begin with child in mind. We talked about that last week, but sometimes when we begin with the child in mind and we have these best laid plans, they don't always work out the way we plan it, do they? So what do we do then? What do we do when we've begun with the child in mind? We've given explicit expectations. We've thought about the environment. We've remembered that we never know where a kid is coming from. And yet, it still doesn't work out the way we envisioned it, right? And if you're in your 15th, 17th, 20th, maybe even 30 plus years of education, you actually know it's more true as you get further in your career. That it's never going to work out the way that you plan it. It's almost like that's the plan is for the plan to not work. So what do we do? What do we do when all of that planning, all of that beginning with the child in mind doesn't pan out? When we have the background noise like the cicadas? After the honeymoon, here's what we do. First of all, we remember connection before correction. What I mean by that is that we always want to be thinking about how do I connect with this child before I correct the child? How do I ensure that even as I'm correcting them, I'm keeping that connection? For example, if I'm going to stay connected to a child as I'm talking to them in the moment, I want to first connect with the way that they're feeling. Now, if you're like me and you have more of a logic brain than this kind of a math background, then thinking about connecting with the way a child is feeling feels very uncomfortable and uncertain. And it is, but it's easy to show them 
that you're connecting to the way that they're feeling. For example, a child says to you, I'm just really angry right now because right before class, I found out that they've been talking about me. Well, personally, that doesn't make me very angry. But I do know what it's like to feel angry like that. And I do know what it's like to feel almost out of control when I feel angry like that. And so I can connect with that angry feeling. And that's what I can speak to. In that moment, what I can say to that child is something to the effect of, man, it is really hard when I feel that angry. That's it. By making that simple statement and acknowledging it's hard when I feel that angry, that maintains the connection with the child. Or maybe they're feeling really stressed out. Or maybe they're feeling nervous or scared. Whatever emotion they seem to be exhibiting, even if they don't share it with you, we can ask questions. For example, are you feeling angry right now? That's really hard when I feel that angry. We can say, it seems like you're feeling scared right now. Questions like that allow the child to have a voice and to say, yeah, I am feeling angry. Or to correct you, no, I'm not angry, I'm sad. Oh, I see. Tell me more about that. And then they share with us how they're feeling sad or angry or lonely or hurt or betrayed. And whatever they're feeling, we don't have to connect with the same situation, the same scenario. We simply need to reach inside ourselves and find that same feeling in us that they're experiencing. And when we do that, that is what maintains the connection before we move into correction. Now, what might this look like practically? Because as you know, if we tried to do this in front of all of their peers in the middle of class, that is not typically going to go very well. So here's my suggestion to you. I call it the step out, or maybe you want to call it the hallway chat. Either way, when we notice that a child is having a rough moment, we simply go by and say, why don't we step in the hall and talk real quick? And then we're going to step in the hall and talk real quick. We're not going to make a big deal out of it. We're not going to allow a scene to occur. We're not going to force them to come out in the hall and chat. But we simply suggest it. Will you step in the hallway and chat with me? Now they're going to get up and head to the hall. In that moment, I already have in the back of my mind a problem or a question or a writing prompt or a scenario or a page number for them to read and write a reflection on. Or maybe I have a a writing prompt that I give them and they write five sentences or three paragraphs or they write an alternate ending and I give that to them and I say, hey, I'm going to be right back. I need you all to write three paragraphs or I say, hey, you know what? We've talked about two different examples here of how to solve a two-step equation. I want you all to come up with your own two-step equation And then I want you to swap and you're going to solve it. And I'll be back in in two minutes. And we're going to share out the problems that you've developed. Now, I have to actually come back in in two minutes. And I have to actually share out the problems that we've developed. Otherwise, they'll know the next time that it's just busy work. So it cannot be busy work. That means this requires just a bit of extra planning. So that extra planning is simply going to be, as I'm preparing my lesson, I think about, okay, what will my step out problem be? What will my step out writing prompt be? 
You may even be able to have one that lasts you the whole week because perhaps you don't need it every day. Or maybe you work in a high-need school the way I did, and you knew you were going to need one probably every single day. And so you have that ready in your back pocket for those moments that you didn't plan for. Except now you have planned for them. You see, now you're going to do the step-out chat if you need. And in that step-out chat, the first thing you're going to do when you've stepped out there in the hallway as your other students are working on their writing prompt or on their problem, you're going to leave the door cracked just a bit, but you're not going to lay into the kid. You're not going to immediately start telling them how they didn't meet expectations. Rather, you're going to remember the first thing I mentioned in this episode, and that is connection before correction. So you're going to connect with the child. That thunder rumbling right there was very appropriate because there's a thunder and there's a storm rumbling inside the student in that moment. We've got to deal with that. And so we address it by simply asking questions. Hey, is everything okay? It seems like something is really off today because normally you and I, we do pretty good. And here comes the real kicker. We ask the student, did I do something? Because if so, I want to apologize. Is there anything I need to apologize for? Now, if there is, and they let us know, we immediately just need to apologize for whatever it is that seems to be bothering them. Because later we can address whatever our thought behind that situation was. You see, oftentimes there's a misinterpretation and we simply apologize. Oh, I'm so sorry for coming across that way. That was not my intention. Will you forgive me? What do you need from me in order to get back in here and be successful today? If you didn't do anything, then obviously there'd be no apology necessary. And we simply listen. What's going on? Tell me about it. We ask follow-up questions. We empathize, which is to connect feeling inside ourselves with the feeling that they're having. We let them know that we see them and we hear them. I'm so sorry. That sounds really hard. I'm really proud of you for being here today. What do you need from me in order to get back in here and be successful? Because remember, this is simply a two-minute hallway conversation. We want to empathize. We want to connect. We're locked into what they're saying. Nothing else matters in that moment. We know we have one ear in the classroom and we poke our head in very quickly if we need to, saying something like, Hey folks, I believe I gave you a prompt. You are getting to work on that, right? We come back out. I'm so sorry. Please continue. And then we finish up. Maybe they need to go for a walk and talk with a behavior support person. Maybe they need to go see an administrator or, a, or the school counselor. Maybe they simply needed to take a few breaths and go get a drink of water. Whatever they need right now is what we want to give them because the ultimate goal is taking two minutes out of class so that we can use the rest of the class period for learning. Remember, that is our goal in the school system. We ultimately want to support the student to get to a place where they're ready to learn. So we listen, we empathize, we connect, then we do correct. Remember, it's connection before correction, not connection instead of correction. So we do let them know, you know what, thanks for sharing that with me. I'm so sorry you're going through that today. We still can't act that way in class. It's still not okay to cuss at each other or it's still not okay to shout out or whatever the behavior was that didn't meet expectations. So what do you need from me to get back in here and be successful? 
What do we need to do to change our behavior? I'm here for you. If you need another break, let me know. You can step out if you need. We give the student the supports they need. We adjust the supports, but we do not adjust the expectations. So keep that in mind as you return to students this week, because perhaps for you all, the honeymoon is over. As we wrap up this week's episode, I wanna ask you, how will you put this into practice this week? Be specific and practical. Set a goal, make a plan. Because remember, a goal without a plan, that's just a wish. I'm Job Isles. Thank you for joining me on this week's Whole Child School podcast. I'll talk to you soon. Music for Whole Child School podcast is from bensound.com.